The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. Start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's the Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Raindrops are falling on my head. And just like the guy's feet are too big for his bed, nothing seems to fit. Those raindrops are falling on my head and they keep falling. And a very good Tuesday morning to you. December 5th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the morning blend. Yes, it is raining again. Pat, did you need an arc to get to work this morning? Oh, my goodness. I want to tell you, (laughs) coming into work, all that water ponding on the road, the end of my street, I think I told you there's a drain down there that never empties. It covered the entire road. Really? So I, I went full Dukes of Hazard through there. Don't, I mean, I, you are not supposed to go fast through those big puddles. You I know did. That. I had to. It just wanted to. <laughs> so it was fun. But it splashed everywhere. So be careful. It is very, very treacherous out there this morning. So it seems like it has been cleared out now. But when I came up to the station, I was going west on 26, coming through the tunnel. There was a truck that had hit the median and it had blocked two lanes. And so already in the morning, it was getting backed up. So please say a prayer. Take it easy. There's there's no hurry this morning. Just get to where you need to be safely and uh, try to do it dryly. But <laughs> there's a lot of rain falling. I heard it in my house last night when I went to bed. Oh, it woke me up. Oh, yeah. I could hear. I don't know if it was thunder, but I could have sworn that I had heard like a little rumbling out there. What I heard was the wind blowing the rain against the window. Uh-huh. And, it, and it almost sounded like thunder. It was blowing it so hard against the window, but it, it woke me up. We're going to talk more about what's going on with the weather, the flooding that's happened. But I did take a quick look, Patrick. We set a record last night at 10.53 p.m. at night. PDX was 67 degrees. Wow. 67 (laughs) degrees at 10.30 at night. That's why it's the Pineapple Express, right? This has been such an unusually warm temperature. In fact, they said the record for today already dropped because it was still 64 degrees at midnight. So that already took out today's (laughs) record as well. We're going to cool off a little bit. And I think that's kind of the warmest part of of the storm has come through. But... I went out last night. I had to do the the chores. Scott's on travel, and I had to get all the garbage cans and recycling out. And uh, I even went outside. I got hot hauling everything out there. I'm like, why is it so warm? Well, it's because it was 67 degrees out last night. And I saw people walking their dogs in this. And, you know, it's, oh, my gosh. It, it You, you got to take care of those things, though. Rain or shine. There's a gentleman in our neighborhood, rain or shine, he walks his two big dogs twice a day. I see him twice a day. Um, he probably even walks them in the middle of the day, too, while I'm here. He has raincoats for this time of year for his dogs. <laughs> a little, and I'm like, well, those are those are some sharp-dressed dogs. I My dogs do not have raincoats. They have fur coats. And when they get wet, they have to go sit in the garage because they smell. <laughs> what is it about wet dogs that... that- 
Just ooh. wet dog smell. They it, do. They do. That's it. It's a wet dog smell. Uh, and so, yeah, no, not for me, not for inside of my house. So when they're dry, they can come back in. What else you got going on today? Well, Pat, you know, we've got um, just some incredible news. But there was, we talked about that incredible healing of families yes. uh, conference that went on. So we had our staff meeting yesterday. Deborah was there. She said it was such an incredible event. Our bishop, uh, Sample was there. Bishop Peter Smith was there. She said it was just incredible. So coming up in uh, at the 740 break, uh, Todd Cooper is going to be with us. He's going to recap this fantastic event. I'm really looking forward to that. I heard more than 600 confessions were heard. I, that, I mean, the grace that's flowing from this event over the weekend. I can't wait to hear what Todd's perspective mm-hmm. is on it. For sure. And, of course, we've got the Christmas Festival of Lights going on at the Grotto. Two million lights, rain or shine, and we have got a family six-pack of tickets to give away sometime this morning. So you'll want to be listening for that. And uh, I assure you, there is going to be some dry days ahead, and you can head out there. But it's even better in the rain. I'm headed out to the Grotto later today. I can't wait to get out there. I mean, the lights shine brighter in the rain, right? You get the reflection off off the pavement. It's beautiful out there. I saw somebody post pictures from a couple of days ago. They were out there, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful for sure. And we've got the Heisman Trophy finalists were announced last night, Uh and two from the Pacific Northwest. How about that? Yeah, very cool. All right, so all of that on today's show. We better get it started. Let's go. Here's Father Rob Galea, No Greater Love. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That is Father Rob Galea, and there is no greater love. 709, it's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And just ahead, we'll check that rainy weather forecast. Will it ever stop? Yes, I assure you it will. Plus, we are into Advent, and what a great time to worship our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. Eucharistic adoration is happening, and we'll talk with Daniel Oberreiter of the Thirsting all about some fun things and some very, very deep spiritual things happening at St. Rose of Lima Parish. That's next at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne-Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Hello, Bill Lemire here from the Labore Society. Did you know that Labore has now rescued close to 400 Catholic vocations from the barrier of student loan debt? Labore envisions a culture where vocations to priesthood and religious life will never be lost to student loan debt. Our vision, of course, depends on the generosity of devoted Catholics like you. Please visit rescuevocations.org to learn how you can help us strengthen the future of the Catholic Church. Get ready for the coming of Christ this Advent with Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app. You'll find valuable resources for the season, including Advent Novenas, the O Antiphons, and prayerful meditations. You can even set a customized schedule of your own Advent prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you tune in to the live broadcast of Mater Dei Radio and access podcasts of all our original programming including shows not available on the radio. Plus, you can share your special intentions with our prayer team, find local holiday events on the interactive community calendar, and much, much more. Download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to materdayradio.com and follow the easy instructions. Get it now and prepare for the coming of Christ this Advent with the Hail Mary Media app. From Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 712 here at Mater Dei Radio. Continuous rain fell overnight, and so did warm temperature records for the days. We were 67 degrees yesterday at 10 o'clock at night at PDX. This atmospheric river is aiming at western Oregon and southwest Washington. Expect another one to two inches likely today and into the evening. 
Now, we're also going to pick up into the afternoon, so watch out for falling branches, things like that. Highs today reaching 61 degrees, then overnight drop to the low 50s. Wednesday, things begin to break up, and we could get a sunbreak into the afternoon. Highs tomorrow, 57 degrees. And it's 56 right now at St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church and School. And it is 58 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the Greater in Vancouver. Daniel Overrider, the lead singer and founder of The Thirsting, is with us this morning. Daniel, great to have you back with us. And you have got some really exciting activities happening at St. Rose of Lima Parish for adoration during Advent. Tell us all about this. That's right, Pat. Oh, first off, it's great to be back with you here, too, and uh, to greet you all this morning. Um, but we are going to be doing some amazing adoration evenings with praise and worship and contemplation over at St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church here in Portland. Uh, we're starting on the first Wednesday of Advent, 6 to 7 p.m. This is a continuation of adoration evenings that you had during the summer. And I heard so many things from so many people about how transformational this was. What was your experience leading this? It was wonderful. We actually started uh, during Lent of last year, and um, we just kept it going every Wednesday night, leading people in adoration. Um, Father Matt would bring out Jesus and expose the Blessed Sacrament, and then I would play some music and then have some silent time, some contemplative music, and we just sing a couple praise and worship songs too throughout that. So a mix of silence and songs. And people were just really moved. I was shocked myself. But you know, whenever you bring Jesus out, he's going to do the work. <laughs> so my goal was always to, to get it going and then get out of the way. Because Jesus is going to do the work. And I just, just kind of play some music to get people inspired and motivated and sing a little bit. And then just the Lord touches people's hearts in a special way. So it's only an hour. How does the structure of the hour work? Yeah, so we actually, um, before we get started, before we actually have adoration, um, I greet everybody down in the front and welcome everybody in. And then we actually have just a, f a, f a few minutes of kind of check in. We, we look at the gospel reading for the coming Sunday. And I open it up to just a little bit of discussion of anybody's thoughts. We read the gospel reading and uh, then people can share just a few minutes, so about 10 minutes of just a little face sharing what the gospel means to them. And uh, we sing a song too right at the beginning. And then Father Matt comes out and brings Jesus out. And then, and then Father Matt goes to the confessional. Oh, so there's confession along with it. That's right. And that's such an integral part, especially during Advent. Um, I mean, we just all need to avail ourselves of the graces of confession. And Advent is a perfect time to make sure you're straight with Jesus as we get ready to celebrate Christmas. So I really want to encourage everybody to come. This is such an awesome event. I mean, there's no reason why we shouldn't fill it up, Pat. That church should be full with people in the whole Portland area. Everybody's invited to come. Again, it's every Wednesday night during Advent for three consecutive Wednesdays. And uh, Daniel Oberreiter is our guest this morning. Daniel with the band The Thirsting, and he will be leading Adoration Evenings at St. Rose of Lima Parish up in Northeast Portland. Daniel, you do a lot of these events and have through the years. What does adoration mean to you personally? It's taken on new meaning. And, and honestly, like each time it's a, it's a new experience. You know, I think when I first started helping people in adoration, just just doing music, I, I, I feel like I did too much music. Huh. And um, the more I started doing them, the more I just felt like the Lord saying, like, like he was saying to me, Daniel, I love what you're doing. 
and but but don't get too much in the way like really discern how much you're supposed to play and work with me it's like the lord and i we we try to work together and i really have to be open like no lord i want to do this song no (laughs) (laughs) just stop playing or yes now's the time to do the song so it's like a a bit of a dance with the lord you know because the words that i sing will put words into the listener's mind and who am i to dictate what they're supposed to think in their mind it's a very powerful role that i have that the lord has placed me in right there so sometimes the lord is like yes sing this song and i'm like okay here we go i really feel the lord saying this is the next song i, I want to put that word in their mind that in there you know all my life you have been faithful something like that or um you know lord of all creation you know and other times he's just like back off let me speak to their hearts i always say you know during adoration like the lord doesn't need me <laughs> he doesn't need me uh but he invites me and 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 I, I pray he uses me during these nights. And and it seems to have been very effective. Um, and Father Matt likes it a lot. So it just really, the music opens the door for, for prayer. Um, it just softens the heart and and just brings us all into a deeper relationship with Jesus. I, I noticed uh, with, with your music, I didn't find it uh, getting in the way at all. Actually, it facilitated concentration on the Blessed Sacrament. It's it's kind of amazing how it works. Well, praise the Lord. That, that that's good. That's what we wanted to do. <laughs> it worked for me. Praise the Lord. And then that it obviously worked for a lot of other people. And uh, so pray for me that I just be obedient to what the Lord wants when I'm up there playing my guitar. Daniel Oberreiter is our guest. Daniel leading some wonderful evenings of adoration during Advent at St. Rose of Lima Parish. And Daniel, in adoration during Advent. It's kind of a special time of year because we're getting ready for that incarnation, yet there is Jesus physically present right in front of us. It is amazing when because it's like in some ways you're 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 celebrating the fulfillness of Christmas yeah. already, yeah. but we're also waiting <laughs> and longing. Here's the Lord of the universe, Emmanuel, right in front of us. Looks like bread, tastes like bread, but it's really Jesus. You know, when I love it when you're at adoration, wherever you're sitting in the pew, you might be 20, 30. You might be 10 feet away from the Lord of the universe. And there you are. And I always say like adoration, it's heaven on earth. It's like that old song. Oh, yeah. Heaven is a place on earth. (laughs) It's the Catholic Church. A little better than that. (laughs) It's the Catholic Church. And what better place to be on a Wednesday night during Advent? So, yes, Advent is such a special time to slow down, to stop, to quiet our hearts. And especially in these times... When it's so desperate, our, our city of Portland needs this time to stop. All of our churches, we need to stop and spend time with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. It's tough, though, because this time of year is just rush, rush, rush. I've got all these errands I've got to do. End of the year, I've got you know everything for my business or taxes and what have you. It's all crushing at the end of the year, but we got to step back. That's right. How do you find yourself doing that? I always have to remind myself, because I got four boys, um, I always have to remind myself, it's it's not that I need to find the time, it's that I need to make the time. Ah. We always say, oh, I can't find the time. Well, we can find time to play around on our phones. We can find time to watch our favorite sports games. We can certainly make the time to be with Jesus. Good point. <laughs> I, can, I can always find time for that football game. That's yeah, right. That's hey, true. I'm in the same boat. That's what I try to remind myself. I can, I got to make the time to be with Jesus. It's my priority. 
What else do you have going on during Advent? I know you're busy getting out there. So I'm doing a bunch of uh, parish missions across the nation. But uh, what's exciting, I'm going to be in Aloha at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton uh, doing a mission concert on December 17th. So um, I think that's going to be uh, 6 or 7 o'clock. I'm sure it'll it'll be on my website, comeholdmyson.com. Um, but it's at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton in Aloha. I'll be doing a parish mission concert in the evening there. In wrapping up, as we look ahead to 2024, we'll be going into that third year of this Eucharistic celebration that the bishops have going on. Uh, how has it been so far for you? I mean, it sounds like the last year has been fantastic. Well, yeah. I mean, just any opportunity I have to to be part of adoration is great. And when I first started doing parish mission concerts, I didn't usually incorporate adoration. But lately, I just it's the first thing I do when I meet the peace priests. I say, hey can we bring Jesus out at the end? Because he always seals the deal. <laughs> I mean, it's all sing and He's play. your closer. He's the closer, amen. I'll sing and play for about an hour, and then we bring Jesus out, and, and he does it all. He, he, he fixes it. He finishes it. He's the closer, amen. This year's been great. I think it's only going to get better as, as we get ready for that big event in Indianapolis in July. That's exciting. Yes, praise the Lord. Just the whole nation needs to re commit ourselves to our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. I mean, what a gift it is to be Catholic and to experience Jesus in the Eucharist. Nothing greater than that. Amen. Amen. Again, one more time, people want to keep up with what's going on with you and the thirsting and where you're going all around the area. Tell us where to find out the information again. Yeah, so my own website, comeholdmyson.com. That's just comeholdmyson.com. And uh, the band is The Thirsting Catholic. Dot com. That's thethirstingcatholic.com. And he's Daniel Oberreiter with The Thirsting on Mater Day Radio. It is 723 here at Mater Day Radio. I love that idea. Jesus, he's our closer. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hopefully, um, you look at the morning blend to be maybe kind of an opening act. I hope so. We'll get you on the right track for sure. Well, that event happening at St. Rose of Lima and so many other great events, you can find it on the community calendar. It is the one place here in the Portland area that you can find out what is going on across the Archdiocese and even into Southwest Washington. Deborah, I think she gets bulletins from all the parishes. She scours them. She finds all of these great events and she gets them up on the community calendar. But if you want to be sure that it's up there, please let us know. Send an email to Deborah. She'll get it up on the calendar and we'll get to talk about it on the morning blend. You're also going to be able to access the community calendar on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Let's face it, day to day, it's not unusual to feel like we are in a losing battle. It's not always easy to keep to our Christian ideals. There is a great spiritual classic from the 1500s by an Italian priest, Father Scapelli, that offers much advice and is titled, The Spiritual Combat. To move towards victory in spiritual combat, four suggestions are offered up. More than all, 
we must gain an overwhelming confidence in the greatness and awesomeness of God and His profound love for each of us. From this, we must come to rely less on our own judgments and inclinations. Refocused, we can then use all our mind and body and spirit for God. And most importantly, we follow God through a life of continual prayer. This has been a bit of Catholic encouragement from Michael Gisandi. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Imagine being arrested for praying the rosary. This could be happening in Spain. We'll tell you more about that next. And the front doors to the shrine of Our Lady in Washington, D.C. are sealed shut. Whoa. You're going to have to use a side door at least until 2025. I'll explain why coming up in news. Here is beautiful Advent music for you now. It is Ikendalu, Sound of Hope. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. The sound of hope as it leaves our mouths is beautiful, so beautiful. Your promise, Lord, that we're claiming now is glorious, so glorious, and it fills Yeah. 
souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Mater Day Radio. That's Icondalo with songs for Advent and you reign here at Mater Day Radio. It's 7.30. In the news this hour, the doors at the entrance to the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. will focus as a holy door throughout the Jubilee year of 2025. Holy doors are doors that are normally located at the entrance to a cathedral or basilica that have been officially sanctioned by the Vatican as a place of pilgrimage at which one can receive special graces during a year of Jubilee. The doors are sealed prior to the Jubilee but are ceremoniously reopened by the Pope or a bishop around the start of the Jubilee for pilgrims to walk through. As St. John Paul II explained in his papal bull in Carcinotian Mysterium ahead of the 2000 Jubilee year, to pass through a holy door means to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and it is to strengthen faith in him in order to give new life which he has given us. Catholic lay activists who have been praying the rosary near the headquarters of the Socialist Party in Madrid have called for a nationwide public prayer of the rosary on Friday, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, in response to the Socialist Party's threat to declare public prayer in the autonomous region of Madrid illegal. Lay Catholics have been gathering peacefully to pray the rosary at the steps of the parish of the Immaculate Heart of Mary in Madrid, just a half a block away from the national headquarters of Spain's Socialist Party, known as the POSE. The public rosary has been taking place in protest to the recently formed Socialist government, which negotiated with separatist, anti-Catholic, small political groups in the Spanish Parliament to form a majority. Socialist leader Pedro Sanchez obtained the support of the small regional parties in Parliament by agreeing to an amnesty for violent separatist criminals jailed for past acts of terrorism. Israel's military on Tuesday appeared to be encircling Gaza's second largest city, Khan Yonis, pushing hundreds of thousands of Palestinians deeper south and hobbling international relief groups already struggling to deliver aid to the besieged territory. While the Israel Defense Forces expanded its offensive in northern and central Gaza, it said it had raided the refugee camp in northern Gaza for the first time in pursuit of Hamas targets. Meanwhile, Palestinian residents said Israeli troops have advanced near Khan Yunis, a Hamas stronghold that is home to the top Hamas leader in the territory. The heavy fighting overnight forced many to flee to the southern city of Arafa along the Egyptian border. The heightened Israeli bombardment came as Israel has been under pressure from the U.S. to minimize civilian casualties in Gaza, and international relief groups said they were finding it increasingly difficult to distribute aid to refugees from the fighting. The Oregon Department of Transportation will receive $19 million to restore winter road maintenance services, improve street safety, and to buy new snowplow trucks amid an aging fleet, Governor Tina Kotek announced yesterday. The joint announcement from the governor, Oregon Senate President Rob Wagner and House Speaker Dan Rayfield noted ODOT reduced its services this biennium due to shortfalls in the state highway fund, record levels of inflation, and limits on agency funds. Senate President Wagner says the funding will keep roads safe through the winter and year-round here in Oregon. 
With days of heavy rain in the forecast comes a warning from City of Portland officials of possible storm-related flooding and other potential impacts. On Monday, crews with the Portland Bureau of Transportation checked areas in the West Hills for potential risk of landslides. They played close attention to rain-soaked soil, unusual stream flow, and blocked culverts. PBOT warned people who live in areas known to experience landslides to be alert during periods of heavy rain. They're asking neighbors to help keep ditches, storm drains, culverts, and trash racks clear of debris so storm water can run freely. Officials with PBOT asked anyone who sees signs of landslide that threaten public safety to evacuate immediately, then call 911. And those who see landslides blocking streets or sidewalks that are not posing an immediate threat to the public were advised to call the 24-7 PBOT maintenance dispatch line. I saw him yesterday, Brenda, right up uh, around the corner here from the building. We're up on Sivlin Hill here mm-hmm. in the West Hills, and uh, they were out there looking and, and, and checking. So keep an eye peeled if you're on the west side up in the hills. Uh, we don't want any of that to happen, mm-hmm. and, and slides uh, do occur with this type of weather, especially in and around the cemetery. So oh, keep an eye out for of that. Of course, and we've kept up with what happened at uh, was it Mount Calvary up right. there and some difficulties they've had. We'll pray for all of those and uh, pray for us, especially for our ladies' protection. In sports, Oregon's Bo Nix, Washington's Michael Penix Jr., LSU's Jaden Daniels, and Ohio State receiver Marvin Harrison were announced as the Heisman Trophy finalists last night. The Heisman's been given to the nation's most outstanding college football player since 1935. This year's winner will be announced Saturday in New York City. Top four vote-getters determined by more than 870 voters, including members of the media and former Heisman winners. With Knicks and Penix Jr., the Pac-12 has two Heisman finalists for the first time since 2010. The Pac-12, of course, is in its final season with its current membership before 10 schools depart, including both Oregon and Washington, going to the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Have there ever been a Heisman Trophy winner from either of those schools? Yes. yes. Yeah, there sure has. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, Marcus Mariota. Oh, well, perfect. Yeah. Let's see if we can do it again this year. That's going to be a fun vote to watch. We're often told not to overthink a challenge or problematic situation. Maybe you're wondering whether a certain romantic interest is the right person for you. You have a big report due at work or school and you keep rewriting it. Maybe a first baby on the way. Well, these types of situations are quite common and sooner or later we tend to arrive at a decision or come to peace with the new role that we have been given in life. There are many strategies for dealing with overthinking. Well, not all of them will work for every person. Here are a few that might help you break your cycle of overthinking. First of all, Get out of your own head. Rather than continuing to replay the same problem over and over in your mind, try focusing on something outside of yourself. Try to go to a ministry, serve at a homeless meal shelter, something like that, that will help you give back. Number two, identify the solution and visualize a positive outcome. Thirdly, look at the good things that are in your life. Fear is an emotion that drives most overthinking. Instead of worrying, why not take some time to identify what is positive in your life and then celebrate it and give thanks to God for what you have been giving. And then fourthly, recognize you're not alone. When you're facing a crisis or difficulty, always reach out for help. 
And most importantly, we can turn to God. The Old and New Testament are full of stories featuring people with overwhelming problems who are saved by their faith in God. It is full of words of wisdom and comforts meant to help us understand that he has a plan for each and every one of us. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This evening at 5.30, it is the 31st annual lighting of the Tree of Remembrance in Mount Angel at Providence Benedictine Nursing Center. On December 5th, come to the front of Providence Benedictine Nursing Center in Mount Angel, where the Tree of Remembrance will be lit with hundreds of lights representing loved ones who have touched our lives and how, in remembering them, they continue to bring light to our world. And remember, you can find details on these and many other events. Just head over to the community calendar, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, speaking of events, Brenda, it was a huge event this past weekend, the Healing the Whole Person Conference happening with the Archdiocese of Portland. Oh, I think 1,600 registrants for the event. It was big, and I want to tell you, the Holy Spirit was moving by all accounts. We'll check in with Todd Cooper from the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon to find out more about that big event and where we go from here after we check that wet and rainy forecast next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Father Gabriel Mosier, in this prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our safeguard against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section of the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for praying with Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. 
Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. 742 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And uh, I don't know if we need to build an ark yet, but we're getting close. Don't get rid of those plants. <laughs> no. What's a cubit, by the way? Uh, rain with a high of 57, 100% chance of precipitation all the way through tomorrow. And the temperature going to hold pretty steady around 57. The new precipitation amounts between one and two inches today, three quarters of an inch tonight, and another half to three quarters of an inch tomorrow. Tomorrow means locally heavy flooding is possible. Water pooling on the road, so be careful on that commute this morning. Absolutely. Give yourself a few extra minutes for sure. Currently, it is a warm 58 degrees at Queen of Peace Catholic Church in Salem. And it's 56 at the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon Pastoral Center here in Portland. Pat, it was, I think, August when we began this discussion about the healing of the Healing the Whole Person conference that was coming up in November. And we thought, this is such a long time away. But we partnered with the Archdiocese. They were bringing together this incredible group of people to Our Lady of Levang Church. Well, that conference happened over the weekend. And from what we have been hearing, it has been an incredibly positive event. Amazing. For over... A thousand people, 1,600 people were in attendance there. Well, joining us this morning to give us a recap of this event, it is our good friend Todd Cooper. Todd, good morning. Thanks for joining us today. Good morning, Brenda. Good morning, Pat. Good to be with you guys. So the planning process for healing the whole person, that began months ago, August, I want to say. You, You really, the Archdiocese, spent a whole lot of time getting ready for this incredible event. Yeah, well, Brenda, yeah, the intense parts uh, began about, well, August, but we've been planning for over a year to uh, bring this conference to Portland. So it's been it's been a long time coming. But, yeah, the core team has been meeting since uh, last February on this conference. Uh, but uh, the whole the whole idea to bring uh, the John Paul II Healing Center here to Portland was, of course, Archbishop's idea. He has personal experience with them. And uh, he thought it would be great to partner with them, uh, bring this Healing the Whole Person conference here to Portland and the greater metro area. And uh, we were also able to offer it via satellite to uh, several locations throughout the Archdiocese. So, Todd, the event happened. How many people were registered and how many people were finally able to attend the event there at Our Lady of LeVang? Well, for the in-person event at Our Lady of LeVang, Brenda, we had uh, 1,357 registered, and uh, our attendance was probably close to that amount, uh, but we also had people attending at St. Alice uh, in Springfield. We had folks at Sacred Heart in Medford, at Star of the Sea in Brookings, and Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Cottage Grove. So as this event started last week, I think it was Thursday evening or in an end of Friday, Todd, maybe just kind of give us your opinion, your feel about what it was like being there at Our Lady of LeBang with so many other of the faithful in our area. They some many traveled from quite a distance, but just kind of from your own experience, what did it feel like and the energy inside the, the church? Oh, for me, Brenda, it was just uh, such a beautiful moment for the Church in Western Oregon. In fact, the Archbishop himself described it as a watershed moment for us. 
Uh, it was a gathering of, of the local church. Archbishop was there with us the whole time. Bishop Peter was there. We had uh, 100 priests and religious and, and deacons gathered with us, um, and you know, lots of other people from not only this area but beyond, 22 different states represented. Wow. Uh, spirit was moving in power, and um, you know, it all had to do with uh, the content that the John Paul II Healing Center brings, which focuses on healing and it's uh, inner healing in particular, but discovering, you know, the fact that we, uh, in our sinfulness, especially our repetitive sins, usually those are based on wounds that we hold deep inside ourselves, often wounds that we experienced as, as children, just wounds against the, the love that uh, the Trinity has for us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They love us so much. Uh, they created us. The Trinity is just... Um, you know, um, uh, it love itself, and and so um, anything that ruptures that love, any any lies that we hold about ourselves that that we're not good people or that we're not lovable, um, those those are not how God sees us. And uh, so it was just beautiful being led through. You know, this idea that that our woundedness that, that Jesus came to heal, uh, He wants nothing more than to bring us back into the heart of God bring us back to the Father, and uh, that, that was really the experience of the whole weekend, was uh, being led by Dr. Bob Schuchs and Sister Miriam Heidland uh, through these uh, sort of reflections on our inner selves and, and, and woundedness, and, and inviting Christ to come in there and, and to heal us, inviting the Holy Spirit to be with us uh, as a whole church, you know. It's very a personal experience, uh, but doing it in a collective way was uh, just, you know, somewhat overwhelming. It Todd, was just... Todd I, I understand part of that healing process is reconciliation, and I heard from a priest over 600 confessions were heard. That's so powerful and transformational. Isn't that unbelievable, Pat? Yeah, and that was, for me, one of the biggest graces of the conference. <laughs> we had uh, 40 priests hearing confessions throughout the conference. And by the time we were all done, there were actually over 700 confessions that were heard. So wow. if you can imagine uh, the healing power just from the Sacrament of Reconciliation alone, people were inspired to go, many who, have, who hadn't gone for, for many years. Uh, it's just a, yeah, just a powerful, moving experience. Uh, and to see the Church gathered like that, to be open to the Holy Spirit, um, it was just, it was incredible. I'm so grateful. Todd Cooper is our guest from the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. We're talking about this past weekend's Healing the Whole Person Conference and what an amazing event that was. Todd, where do we go from here? We, we, we reached the mountaintop with this event. Where do we go from here to sustain this momentum? Yeah, thanks, Pat. It's a, it's a fabulous question. And, and the nature of the conference really, uh, it was a beginning in and of itself because um, uh, we were all given workbooks uh, from, the healing, from the John Paul II Healing Center uh, to be able to go deeper and to, to look at the, the roots of our sinfulness, uh, the roots of our woundedness, and to be able to explore those and to seek healing for those. So uh, for those who went to the conference, this workbook is available. And, you know, also, uh, Pat, we, we put up a, uh, a page on our diocesan website, uh, which you can get to from the homepage and just click on the Healing the Whole Person button. There's additional resources to go further. So uh, different, you know, ministries, different opportunities, different 
um, ways to kind of pursue this uh, through prayer, uh, through connection with others, uh, to deepen this whole uh, this healing experience. Todd, one of the things that I heard from an attendee, and they were so impressed with our Archbishop, Alexander Sample, who was there the whole time, that the moment he got up and just revealed to everyone how much he loves each and every one of us, how much he prays for each and every one of us. Todd, have you had a sense from our Archbishop since the conference, how he's been feeling about the way things are and how he hopes to springboard again this Archdiocese into the next thing that we're all called to be? Yeah, gosh, that was just a touching moment, Brenda, during the conference where the Archbishop is just, you know, um, uh, kind of immersing himself in in his role as the Archbishop here to be a father and to be a shepherd to all of his flock that God has entrusted to him. Um, and we explored the nature of the Father's love for us, and and the Archbishop has really taken that to heart. You know, the Lord has called him to that in here in Western Oregon, and he did. He just he he just very sincerely. Um, told us that that he loved us you know he considers us his his sons and daughters uh, entrusted to him by God and um, that he's committed to us committed to to us and and to our spiritual growth and journey and um, that he you know and just even him bringing this conference here uh, was a gift to to each one of us but yeah, that was just yeah. That was that was a, that was a very very beautiful moment. He himself was moved to tears when near the end of the conference, uh, we had an opportunity to thank him. You know, and he received a standing ovation uh, as he sat there. Um, just um, yeah, we had a chance to to kind of express our love back to him for all that he's given to us. Oh. Uh, again, I just the idea and thinking about that and just how wonderful our Archbishop is. It sounds like it was just such a wonderful event. Todd, we really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you for uh, giving your time and energy to this wonderful conference. Yeah, thanks for all you guys did to support us too, Brenda. Thanks, Pat. You are most welcome. And it's 7.52 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, rain or shine, the Christmas Festival of Lights will be going on at the Grotto. Big lineup of choirs tonight, including Forest Grove High School, Park Rose High School, Camas High School, Wilsonville High School. It's going to be packed out there tonight. And uh, I want to meet you under the big giant Christmas tree tonight. Mm-hmm. We've got a family six-pack of tickets to give away. We'll be doing that between 8 and 9 this morning. So keep listening for your chance to win and be a part of all the fun. It's the Christmas Festival of Lights from the Grotto and your friends here at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist online at BiancoDentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at ModernDayRadio.com.
Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. As moms, there are days when we are burned out, wiped out, overtaxed, and overwhelmed. Each stage of motherhood has its joys and its sorrows. It is a very busy and exhausting task to run a Christian Catholic family in the modern world. Jesus tells us in Matthew, Come to me, all who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. What can be more encouraging than this scripture? Our Lord wants to give us rest in Him. His rest is one that will calm our spirit and renew us for our mission and the daily tasks of motherhood. So if you are a new mom with a colicky newborn or a parent of a teenager who is giving you a heartache, may you find rest in Jesus. As Catholics, we can find true rest by turning our heart over in prayer going to Mass to be fed with the Holy Eucharist, or spending some time in adoration. Let us pray, Lord, may we find true rest in you. Amen. May we change the world by going to Jesus for renewable rest. I am Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 756 at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary, and they are in hot pursuit of the suspects responsible for the bombing in the Philippines at Mass this past weekend. We've got more details on that just ahead. And the Blessed Virgin Mary's fiat, her yes? the perfect example for us to follow this Advent season. I'll explain why Pope Benedict XVI frequently talked about her during this time of year. All of that coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Born to a family of nobility in the sixth century modern day France, Justinian showed great intelligence from a young age. Because of his great gift of knowledge, he quickly became a priest and served faithfully through his vocation. And when God comes knocking, it's a saint's job to immediately answer. What God asked Justinian to do was something that he could only surrender everything for. He asked him to leave everything behind and follow him, literally. Everything that Justinian knew, God asked him to surrender all and leave the home he had known. Leave his homeland, leave his family, leave his parish that he humbly served, and for what? To evangelize and share the gospel in foreign lands as a hermit. 
Eventually, the traveling minister landed on the island of Ramsey, where he met a man by the name of Honorius, who had totally abandoned the world to grow in as deep a relationship with God as possible. Justinian was invited to live with him, and it didn't take long for the traveling hermit to inspire a greater zeal of faith in Honorius. Through his newfound zeal, Honorius left everything he owned to Justinian and desired for no ties that held him back from winning more souls for Christ. With the newly acquired land, Justinian found it fitting for the monastic life and set up camp. He also began gaining the attention of Archbishop David of Menevia, who called to meet this holy newcomer. Moved by his holiness and amazed by his contagious faith, the Archbishop appointed Justinian as his confessor and spiritual director. There was one thing about Justinian that everyone knew. He was hyper aware of the supernatural and evil on earth. One day, five men approached him and told him that the Archbishop suffered from a great illness and that he requested the presence of his confessor right away. Without hesitation, Justinian jumped into the boat with the men and sailed away. During the seemingly urgent expedition, Justinian never ceased praying the Psalms. That was when things got a little suspicious. The men that were there with him didn't look quite like they had on shore. They seemed to appear more hideous than before. Not that Justinian hadn't seen them closely on shore, but he almost immediately realized that he wasn't in the presence of men, but demons. Praying the Psalms more vigorously, Justinian didn't stop until the demons vanished, leaving him stranded at sea. He eventually was led to shore where he found Archbishop David happy to greet him and in perfect health. In the end, Justinian was unfortunately murdered by his own servants. He's considered a martyr because it's believed that his death was brought about by servants possessed by demons who loathed his devout faith and pious life. Where his head fell, a beautiful fountain of water came forth and is now a place of healing for many infirmed to this day. Demons and the evil one are very much at work in our lives, desiring us to settle for a lukewarm faith or tempting us to stray from our own path to holiness. May we have the knowledge of St. Justinian to recognize the powers of evil and live fully for the will of God in all that we do. St. Justinian of Ramsey, pray for us. is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the lives of the saints or to access amazing Advent resource, please today download the free Hail Mary media app from Mater Day Radio. You can find more information too on our website, materdayradio.com. It's eight o'clock. Police in the Philippines are chasing four men, including two linked to a local militant group in connection with the deadly bombing of a Catholic mass in the restive South, authorities said. A manhunt was underway after Sunday's attack on worshipers inside a university gymnasium in Marari, the country's largest Muslim city, which was besieged by Islamic militants back in 2017. Four people were killed and over 50 were wounded in the bombing that was later claimed by the Islamic State group ISIS. President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. blamed foreign terrorists for the assault. On December 2nd, like every evening before Advent, the city where Jesus was born welcomed the Custos of the Holy Land, Father Francesco Patton and the Franciscan Fires for their annual procession into the city of Bethlehem. This year, however, due to the ongoing conflict, the solemnity of the event has taken on a more somber tone in line with the directives of the patriarchs and heads of the churches in Jerusalem to forego any unnecessarily festive activities and focus more on the spiritual meaning of Christmas.
The procession of scouts, usually consisting of several hundred men, women, and children from all over Palestine who process in with Kustos, was reduced to a small group. Music and drums and bagpipes gave way to a religious silence, and the flag throwers lowered their flags. The procession of vehicles entered Bethlehem through a gateway that was opened for the occasion and then passed through an entrance in the separation wall at the location of the tomb of Rachel. Here, the Jews venerated the burial place of the matriarch of the Jewish people. This is a small strip of land inside Bethlehem under Israeli control, completely surrounded by the wall. And Christian churches of the Holy Land maintain the right to pass through this route during the solemn entrances to Bethlehem by the Custos of the Holy Land and the Latin, Greek Orthodox, and Armenian patriarchs. One man is presumed dead after being reportedly swept away in a fast-moving water in southeast Portland on Monday morning. Portland Fire and Rescue responded to a report of a man being swept away in Johnson Creek just before 8 a.m. yesterday. Several agencies assisted Portland Fire in the search, including Milwaukee Police, Lake Oswego Fire, and Tualatin Valley Fire and Rescue. The Clackamas Fire Department deployed its swift water rescue boats, but withdrew from the creek after hitting debris. The search was called off due to treacherous waters. The National Weather Service forecasts water levels at Johnson Creek to rise more than five feet over the next 24 hours. So please mm-hmm. be very, very careful around those local creeks and water on the road ponding all over the place. So be careful on your morning commute. The Oregon Department of Transportation will receive a $19 million bailout from the Oregon legislature in order to fund a winter maintenance that the agency previously warned it would need to scale back due to sagging revenues, Governor Tina Kotek announced on a Monday. Kotek floated the idea of emergency funding for ODOT during a press briefing last week. In a statement from her office Monday, Oregon Senate President Rob Wagner and House Speaker Dan Rayfields signaled that they were on board with the $19 million commitment. A letter from Wagner and Rayfield to Kotek make clear that the funding will not actually be committed until next year's short legislative session, meaning ODOT hasn't received anything just yet and won't until February at the earliest. Regardless, the agency is able to spend more now in anticipation of the funding. According to the Kotek office, $8 million of the total will go directly toward winter maintenance efforts for the entire 2023-25 biennium, including the purchase of things like the icer and salt and removal of overtime restrictions. In sports, some good news, Blazer fans. Portland Trailblazers guard Anthony Simons could return to action as soon as Wednesday night in Golden State. Officially, Simons out since injuring a ligament in his right thumb during the first game of the season back on October 25th is day-to-day. But after being a full participant in Monday's practice, all signs point toward a return this week. Simons, who injured the thumb on a shooting hand during a loss to the L.A. Clippers, was originally projected to be out from four to six weeks, and this week marks the sixth week. The Blazers will return to play against Golden State, taking on the Warriors on Wednesday, and then they'll host the Mavericks of Dallas on Friday night at the Motor Center. 
The Virgin Mary is the woman of the fiat, the one who said yes to the message of the archangel. She was ready and willing to receive Jesus and is the perfect example for us to follow now and at the end of time. Pope Benedict XVI frequently referenced Mary during his homilies in Advent, appealing to her in prayer. He said, Let us therefore begin this new Advent, a time granted to us by the Lord of time, by reawakening in our hearts the expectation of the God who comes and the hope that his name will be hallowed, that his kingdom of justice and peace will come, that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let us allow the Virgin Mary, Mother of God, who comes and Mother of Hope, to guide us in this waiting. He then offered a prayer, which can be our prayer, asking Mary to help us to receive Jesus as she did. And he said, May she whom we will celebrate as immaculate in a few days obtain for us that we be found holy and immaculate in love at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom, together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, be praise and glory forever and ever. While we may not have been born immaculate, we can strive to purify our heart as Mary did, making it an open vessel for God to dwell in it. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Thursday at 12 o'clock is Theology of the Body Parent School Lunch and a Learn happening at Pacific Parkway Center in Tigard. Theology of the Body Parent School offers a monthly lunch and learn event to answer questions of parents, parish staff, and anyone else interested. The TOB Parent School educates and empowers Catholic parents on the purpose and gift of personhood. There are local groups meeting in Salem every third Thursday evening of the month and in Lake Oswego every first Wednesday morning. And remember, you can find details on these and so many more events coming up on our community calendar at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, it's Tuesday, and that means we've got our weekly homily highlight. We'll be headed down to Mount Angel to hear from Father Ralph Recker for the first Sunday of Advent. And we'll check that weather forecast next at Mater Day Radio. And get ready. You're going to have an opportunity to Woo! win some tickets for your entire family to the Grotto Festival of Lights. Boy, we got a busy break that we got to get ready for. Let's do it. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Father Robert Barcelos in prayer with the morning offering. A morning prayer written by St. Therese. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O my God, I offer Thee all my actions of this day for the intentions and for the glory of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I desire to sanctify every beat of my heart, my every thought, my simplest works, by uniting them to his infinite merits. And I wish to make reparation for my sins by casting them into the furnace of his merciful love. 
O my God, I ask of thee for myself and for those whom I hold dear, the grace to fulfill perfectly thy holy will, to accept for love of thee the joys and sorrows of this passing life, so that we may one day be united together in heaven for all eternity. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. Meanwhile, at Matraday Radio, we're gearing up for a new year filled with hope and promise. No matter what lies ahead of us, we want to be united with Christ through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's why Matraday Radio has crafted a special gift just for you, our 2024 Marian calendar. Check your mailbox because we're sending you an uplifting reminder of all the days ahead to celebrate Our Lady. Matraday Radio's 2024 Marian calendar features beautiful artwork encouraging messages of hope, and a full list of the Blessed Virgin Mary's upcoming feast days. Put it in your home, office, or anywhere you might need some spiritual inspiration. It's our way of thanking you for more than 34 years of your generous prayerful support for Matraday Radio and the Hail Mary Media app. Look out for your 2024 Marian calendar. Just another way we're leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Matraday Radio. 811 at Matraday Radio. It's the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. Brenda, I think it's clearing up out there. No, it's not. <laughs> it is I'm, not. I'm, I'm, I'm teasing. It, rain, <laughs> rain, rain. A 100% chance of precipitation for today and tonight. 90% tomorrow. High at 57 is going to hold steady. Low tonight, 54. And the wind gusting up to 31 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation could increase to 2 inches today. Another inch tonight and another inch tomorrow so some heavy rain totals be careful water ponding out there on the road it's very slick absolutely currently it is raining and 57 degrees at sacred heart catholic church up in battleground washington and it's 56 at saint mary in mount angel patrick we talk about portlanders not carrying an umbrella with them when they go outside uh but i think i would carry one if i was heading out to the grotto so you have an opportunity to carry an umbrella with you to go to the for uh, the Grotto's Festival of Lights right now. We're going to give away some tickets. Let's do it. All right. This is for a six-pack of tickets. So wow. you and five of your close personal friends or family members, whoever you'd like to bring with you, now is your opportunity to win. So give us a call. We're going to take the fourth caller. Caller number four will be the winner today. Here's the number to call. 888 888- Eight two three five two eight six eight 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 two three five two eight six. Caller number four is a winner. There you go at Matraday Radio. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for homily highlights on Matraday Radio. And today's homily highlight from Father Ralph Recker, the pastor at St. Mary's Catholic Church in beautiful Mount Angel, Oregon. The Lord be with you. 
A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, Be watchful, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It is like a man traveling abroad. He leaves home and places his servants in charge, each with his own work, and orders the gatekeeper to be on the watch. Watch, therefore. You do not know when the Lord of the house is coming, whether in the evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or in the morning. May he not come suddenly and find you sleeping. But I say to you, I say to all, watch the gospel of the Lord. As many of you probably already know, the U.S. bishops have created an initiative of Eucharistic revival here in this country in response to what some are seeing as a crisis of faith in the Eucharist among Catholics. The problem seems to be in the belief of the real presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. It seems that over the past 2,000 years, we've lost the amazement over what happens at Mass. I guess you could liken us to the people of Isaiah's time, They'd been polluted by the world and somewhat indifferent about God. And so like Isaiah, we pray, Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down with the mountains quaking before you while you wrought awesome deeds we could not hope for, such as they had not heard of from of old. I've often thought this. Why not just reveal yourself in a way that leaves no doubt? Then people would have to believe that God is real. But then it wouldn't actually be faith. And since Vatican II has declared the Eucharist as the source and summit of our faith, we're going to do what we can during this Advent to strengthen our faith so that when we celebrate the receiving of the presence of Christ as the child at Christmas, we may do so with conviction in the real presence of that same Christ in the Eucharist, which we receive and which we become. Hopefully through this exercise, the Mass and Eucharist will become more meaningful for us. I know personally, as I grew up, I was just kind of went through the motions at Mass. And it wasn't really until I was a senior in high school that I had a real encounter of Christ and developed a relationship with Him. And then the Eucharist became an important part of my faith and my life. Of course, this was magnified magnanimously when I became ordained. And I have to tell you, to be able to celebrate the Eucharist daily in this space here at St. Mary's is beyond description. Let's just say 
I'm the luckiest monk west of the Mississippi. So let's begin by identifying some of the foreshadowing of the Eucharist in scriptures, especially the Old Testament. I mean, why would Jesus give us himself in the substance of bread and wine? How does this even make sense? Well, what is Mass? The first thing that it is, is a sacrifice. We can go all the way back to the book of Genesis to find sacrifice. Cain and Abel offered sacrifice to God. Abel offered what was the best of his flock, probably a perfect unblemished lamb, while Cain brought some of his extra stuff. So God was pleased with Abel's offering, Cain's not so much. Then later in Genesis, Abraham gives thanks to God for a blessing, and the priest Melchizedek offers bread and wine as a sacrifice. So as much as 4,000 years ago, Melchizedek, the priest of Salem, probably Jerusalem, offered bread and wine to God. Then a couple of thousand years later, we have the Eucharist prefigured by the Passover, the event of the Old Testament. The point of the Passover is to be liberated from slavery in Egypt in order to worship the Lord and be in right relationship, communion with him. The chosen people applied the blood of the sacrificial lamb on the doorpost and lintel of their homes so that the destroyer would pass over their homes. There is sacrifice in the meal. The lamb is killed and its blood smeared, but they were also commanded by the Lord to eat the lamb. It's not enough just to sacrifice the lamb and use its blood. You have to eat it. That is the way the chosen people participated in the sacrifice and the covenant. That is the way they established communion with the God who was saving them. God made the Passover an annual feast for his people, not the mere recalling of a past event, but the celebration of the Passover made that past saving event present here and now. Then there is the manna, which fed the Israelites in the desert for 40 years, which is a huge prefigurement of the Holy Eucharist. God miraculously feeds his people in the desert. This is the bread that comes down from heaven. Another significant prefigurement of the Eucharist is the bread of presence or showbread. The temple priest would raise it up before the people who came up for the Jewish festivals and say to them, behold God's love for you. This sounds very much like our practice of benediction. So we can definitely see that the Eucharist did not come about by chance or because of someone's crazy idea. And next week, we'll talk a little about the Eucharist in the New Testament and what Jesus himself has to say about it. And that is today's homily highlight from the wonderful Father Ralph Recker. He is the pastor at St. Mary's Church in beautiful Mount Angel.
And congratulations to Letty. Letty is a parishioner there at St. John the Evangelist in Oregon City, and she is going to be going to the Christmas Festival of Lights at the Grotto with five of her brand-new friends. Don't you know that her phone's probably ringing? Letty, take me, take me. <laughs> so congratulations, Letty. We'll have more tickets to give away tomorrow and then the next day and the next day and the next day. We've got all kinds of tickets for you. So keep listening for your chance to win with Mater Day Radio. Just our way of saying thank you because 30 four years of broadcasting we celebrate the anniversary on friday our 34th birthday and uh that's the feast of the immaculate conception too mm-hmm. but so uh what quite a celebration for oh. us we have teamed up with opera cecilia for a marian concert they actually recorded at the grotto there in the chapel of mary i was listening to it yesterday it is so beautiful it is going to make your soul soar we'll have that for you 7 30 friday night and then next week we've got another marian feast day on the 12th our lady of guadalupe will broadcast it again then during our christmas programming and again for the marian feast day on january 1st just our way of celebrating the big 34th birthday and leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503 252 1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hi, my name is Will Detheridge. I grew up going to St. Juan Diego and Holy Trinity in Portland, and I'm a young entrepreneur. My company, Catholics for Hire, helps bring the church into the digital world. Inspired by Blessed Carlo Acutis, Catholics for Hire creates websites, videos, podcasts, and other digital resources to help you evangelize. We also produce print media, such as bulletins, manage social media, and assist with online advertising. Our mission is to get parishes, nonprofits, and even businesses connected to talented young Catholic professionals across the country. If you're looking for a new website, a podcast producer, a newsletter redesign, or more, check out our website at catholicsforhire.com. We ask you to join us in asking our patron to pray for the new evangelization across digital media. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. When Santa Claus wanted a new sleigh for his Christmas deliveries, he was hoping to give his old sleigh to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Unfortunately, we cannot accept reindeer. But if you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you are no longer using, we'd like to hear from you. Donating a vehicle to support great Catholic programs is quick and easy and a likely tax deduction. More information is on the web at materdayradio.com. And if you have any reindeer, you may want to get a hold of Santa. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And the Heisman Trophy is going to be coming through Oregon or Washington. Hmm, chances are pretty high, at least better than 50%. We'll tell you more about the finalists for the trophy coming up next. And the doors to the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. are sealed shut.
Mm-hmm. But you're going to have to go through a side door at least until 2025. I will explain that story. Plus more coming up in news. Here is Sean Garrison and Exceeding. And we are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
Notre Dame Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's Sean Garrison and exceeding. It's 8.30. The doors at the entrance to the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. will function as a holy door throughout the Jubilee year of 2025. Now, holy doors are doors that are normally located at the entrance to a cathedral or basilica that have been officially sanctioned by the Vatican as a place of pilgrimage at which one can receive special graces during a year of Jubilee. The doors are sealed prior to the Jubilee, but are ceremoniously reopened by the Pope or a bishop around the start of the Jubilee for the pilgrims to walk through. As St. John Paul II explained in his papal bull ahead of the 2000 Jubilee year, to pass through a door means to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and it is to strengthen faith in him in order to live the new life which he has given us. Catholic lay activists who've been praying the rosary near the headquarters of the Socialist Party in Madrid have called for a nationwide public prayer of the rosary on Friday, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, in response to the Socialist Party's threat to declare public prayer in the autonomous region illegal. Lay Catholics have been gathering peacefully to pray the rosary at the steps of the Parish of the Immaculate Heart of Mary in Madrid, just half a block away from the national headquarters of Spain's Socialist Party, known as the PSOE. The public rosary has been taking place in protest to the recently formed Socialist government, which negotiated with separatist anti-Catholic small political groups in the Spanish Parliament to form a majority. Socialist leader Pedro Sanchez obtained the supports of small regional parties in parliament by agreeing to an amnesty for violent separatist criminals jailed for past acts of terrorism. On December 2nd, Father Francesco Patton and the Franciscan Friars entered the city of Jerusalem for their annual procession. This year, however, due to the ongoing conflict, the solemnity of this event has taken on a more sober tone in line with the directives of the patriarchs and head of the churches in Jerusalem to forego any unnecessarily festive activities and focus more on the spiritual meaning of Christmas. The procession of scouts, usually consisting of several hundred men, women, and children from all over Palestine who process in with the kustos, was reduced to a small group. The music of drums and bagpipes gave way to religious silence, and the flag throwers lowered their flags. The procession of vehicles entered Bethlehem through a gateway that was open for the occasion and then passed through an entrance in the separation wall at the location of the tomb of Rachel. Here, the Jews venerate the burial place of the matriarch of the Jewish people. This is a small strip of land inside Bethlehem under Israeli control, completely surrounded by the wall. Christian churches of the Holy Land maintain the right to pass through this route during the solemn entrances to Bethlehem by the Custos of the Holy Land and the Latin, Greek Orthodox, and Armenian patriarchs. The Israeli military has assembled several large pumps it could use to flood the Hamas tunnels beneath the Gaza Strip with seawater, driving out terrorists hiding there. The Wall Street Journal has reported, citing U.S. officials, construction of five large seawater pumps was completed in November about one mile north of the Al-Shati refugee camp. 
Each pump is capable of drawing water from the Mediterranean Sea and can move thousands of cubic meters of water per hour, which would flood the tunnels within weeks, the report said. Israel's not committed to the plan, and it's unclear whether it would attempt to flood the tunnels while there's still hostages, including Americans, held by Hamas. According to the report, Israel has identified about 800 tunnels beneath Gaza that Hamas has used to move fighters, store weapons, and plan terror attacks on Israel. However, Israeli officials believe the tunnel network is much larger. With days of heavy rain in the forecast comes a warning from City of Portland officials of possible storm-related flooding and other potential impacts. On Monday, crews with the Portland Bureau of Transportation checked areas in the West Hills for potential risks of landslides. They played coast attention to rain-soaked soil, unusual stream flow, and blocked culverts. PBOT warned people who live in areas known to experience landslides to be alert during periods of heavy rain. And they're asking neighbors to help keep ditches, storm drains, culverts, and trash racks clear of debris so storm water can run freely. Officials with PBOT asked anyone who sees signs of landslides that threaten public safety to evacuate immediately. Then call 911 and those who see landslides blocking streets or sidewalks that are not posing an immediate threat to the public were advised to call the 24-7 PBOT maintenance dispatch line. In sports, Oregon's Bo Nix, Washington's Michael Penix Jr., LSU's Jaden Daniels, and Ohio State receiver Marvin Harrison were announced as the Heisman Trophy finalists last night. Heisman's been given to the nation's most outstanding college football player since 1935. The top four, four vote-getters determined by more than 870 voters, including the media and former Heisman winners, were announced as the finalists, and the winner will be announced Saturday in New York City. With Knicks and Penix Jr., the Pac-12 has two Heisman finalists for the first time since 2010. And neither won that year one. So <laughs> I think the odds of one of those players winning this year, Brenda, is pretty high. But keep in mind, the Pac-12's in its final season with its current membership before 10 schools depart, including both Oregon and Washington, which will be going to the Big Ten. But uh, choosing between those two quarterbacks is going to be really difficult. They may split the vote. I'm going to make a prediction. It's mm -hmm. probably not going to be very popular, but I think Harrison wins it. You think so? I think so. I think we're going to see a non-quarterback win it, Marvin Harrison. But that's just me. Okay. Because I, I think Penix and, and, and uh, Bo Nix are going to split the vote. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, can we watch him for that? You have that prediction from uh, Pat Ryan. So <laughs> call him if he's Don't wrong. Don't bet on it. <laughs> We are often told not to overthink a challenge or problematic situation. Maybe you're wondering whether a certain romantic interest is the right person for you. Perhaps a big report due at work or school and you keep rewriting it. Maybe you have a first baby on the way and the thought that you may not be ready to be a parent is keeping you up at night. These types of situations are quite common, and sooner or later, we tend to arrive at a decision or come to peace with a new role that we have been given in life. There are many strategies for dealing with overthinking. While not all of them will work for every person, here are a few that might help you break your cycle of overthinking. First of all, get out of your head. Rather than continuing to replay the same problem over and over in your mind, try focusing on something outside of yourself. Secondly, 
identify solutions, and visualize a positive outcome. Third, look at things that are good in your life. Fear is the emotion that most drives overthinking. Instead of worrying, why not take some time to identify what is positive in your life, then celebrate and give thanks to God for what you have been given. And then lastly, recognize you are not alone. And most importantly, we can turn to God for help. The Old and New Testaments are full of stories featuring people with seemingly overwhelming problems who are saved by their faith in God. And it is full of words of wisdom and comfort meant to help us understand that he has a plan for each one of us. Pope Benedict XVI teaches the word of God draws each of us into a conversation with the Lord. So not only do we learn from the stories of our faith recounted in the Bible, we also find God actually addressing himself to us and our own situations, including those we are overthinking. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Friday at 6 o'clock is an Advent Evening Retreat at St. Patrick's Parish here in Portland. Everyone is invited to St. Patrick's for Mass, celebrating the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception at 6 o'clock, followed by the Parish Annual Advent Retreat. Father Timothy will give a pastoral talk focused on the Advent season and how it is time of expectant waiting and preparation for the celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ at Christmas time, Patrick, pizza and beer are going to be served at this event. So, so you got Father Tim Furlow, pizza and beer, and, and a great Advent lesson. Ah, sign me up. <laughs> You'll be first in line for sure. Remember, you can find all of the details on these and many other events. Head over to the community calendar at materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, she is our digital diva, even though she doesn't like to be called that. We're talking <laughs> about Sarah Kinsey. We've got a, another one of those Roundup emails going out today. Sarah's going to tell us all about what's in that on this Tech Tuesday here at Materday Radio after we check that wet and rainy weather forecast. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Teenager Jonathan Bryan of Wiltshire, England was born with severe cerebral palsy. He can't speak and he relies on oxygen and a feeding tube. His parents, Chantal and Christopher, were told that he would be unteachable and that he would never be able to communicate. But as the website Lightworkers reported, Chantal developed a technique where Jonathan could spell out words by pointing to an alphabet card with his eyes, and it worked beautifully. Archbishop of Canterbury Justin Welby met Jonathan and was struck by their conversation. He tweeted, Jonathan speaks with more conviction and joy of the hope of resurrected life with Christ than I have witnessed for years. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice, 
For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 842 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Friend, I don't even have to look at the forecast. I know what it is. <laughs> What's a going on out there? 100% chance of rain today, tonight, 90% tomorrow. High 57, we're already there. Low only 54, so the temperature holding steady and staying warm. And the breeze kicking up to 31 miles an hour. We were looking at the trees. The tops of them are moving pretty good out there. Yeah. So, yeah, the rain just going to be with us uh, for the next uh, uh, forever, maybe? I it, <laughs> it feels, feels like, like it. it yeah it's going to begin to break up for sure but it is a a real pineapple express because it's bringing some warmer weather yeah. for it so for december it's already 58 degrees at the holy redeemer catholic church in vancouver and 56 at our lady of perpetual help in cottage grove well, we've been talking about the impact of the weather, too, and it seems like Sarah Kenzie's been impacted. Sarah, just take your time. We are waiting for you to get here, but she's going to be joining us in just a moment for another preview of Tech Tuesday. What Sarah has been able to provide for our station is just incredible. That Hail Mary media app constantly has great things on there for you. There is a new tab for Advent. It is fantastic. I want to tell you, it's really enhanced my Advent observation. We've got that uh, that wonderful novena that is going on for St. Andrew, and Sarah's got these reminders that'll pop up for you. It's, it's helped me a lot. I need those reminders to remind me to pray that novena and it's it's a very powerful novena but that's just one of many things that we've got on the app with Sarah uh, that she's put together for Advent and then today in our roundup email that's going to be going out well uh, you're featured in it you and Deacon Scott I was really excited to see this one Scott and I we listened back together now I produced that show ahead of time and then it's played on Friday evenings and then we'll sit over the weekend and listen to it once it's all together this was a really Really special oh, episode yeah. for us. Grandfather baptizes. And the theme of this had to do with the fact that the good deacon got to baptize the Sunday after Thanksgiving, our granddaughter. And it was such a beautiful event for our family. But we really get into a discussion. Not only do we share our joys, but sometimes when you see somebody going through a wonderful opportunity, it does bring up pain in your own life mm -hmm, sure. when you recognize that you yearn for something in your own. And for this case, we had a couple of parents, some friends of ours come to us and thank us for, for sharing this wonderful event and ask for prayers for their own family, for their grandchildren who are not baptized. Mm. It's such a painful 
thing for a family to go through. We even talked about it at Sherathon, people praying for their families, for their children who have left the faith. And that leads to difficulty with grandchildren not being baptized. So the good deacon and I, we get into a, a really great conversation, a, a healing about what we can do how we can encourage, but also as grandparents, how we got to stay in our lane too. We want to keep those lines of communication (laughs) open with our children. Not always easy for me to do to stay in my own lane. I bet. And Sarah Kinsey joins us now. What else do we have featured on the Roundup today, Sarah? Good morning. Um, Well, uh, like you mentioned earlier, uh, we do have all those Advent resources. Um, I did want to point out, we've been updating these playlists and on both on the app in the Advent section, and we also have it on our website. Um, but there's so much great Advent content that we're just producing right now from all of our different shows, from the Morning Blend. And so it's hard to all like just pick one right now. Um, so you can go and you can listen back to all of them as they come out. So, uh, for instance, uh, Julian Durgo has a great show on St. Nicholas. Um, Feast Day Tomorrow. Feast Day Tomorrow. Yeah. Archbishop Stample has a wonderful episode on growing in devotion to the Eucharist. So oh. we're putting all of these in a playlist just so you can kind of keep up with um, these different episodes and interviews as a- Advent begins. I love it. In fact, Julian Durko is going to come on the Morning Blend tomorrow and talk a little bit more about St. Nicholas. What she knows about that story is incredible. You may not kind of know everything about St. Nicholas. And so it's a it's a great, great saint for all of us. I heard that episode. It was very fascinating when she talked about his nose. Oh, yeah. About his his broken nose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They discovered that, you know, when they they saw the remains and the nose was broken several times. Uh So he evidently was a a bit of a (laughs) a pugilist. Yes. (laughs) Well, she knows so much about him. There's there's I think there's nuggets in the morning blend interview and then there's things in the actual your next mission from god so there you got to listen to both you got to hear both because you'll you'll learn new things from both of them sarah kenzie is our digital media manager here at matra day radio joining us today she is giving us a bit of a preview of an email hitting your inbox this afternoon sarah we have a loved on the morning blend content that you have been providing us you talk with different people this interview that you did. Not only was it wonderful when these sisters were in our studio, they just filled the whole place with joy. What yes. they talked about on the interview was just so valuable, so heartwarming and, and so important. It kind of goes along with what Scott and I talked about when grandchildren aren't baptized and right. that pain they feel. The Sisters of the Little Way came to Mater Day Radio. Remind our listeners about it. Yes, I just I had to highlight this one because we've been looking forward to talking with them for such a long time. Uh, we were waiting until we could officially call them sisters. Yes. Um, so, so they are a new religious community that are in the process of being formed um, right here in our archdiocese. And so um, they're they're very early in these beginning stages. Um, but the sisters of the little way we had um, Sister Teresa, Sister Danielle and Sister Maria Kim were all in here. So we had so much fun. Um, and yeah, they're so joyful. Um, but but they have such a special mission, really reaching out to those that um, are on the fringes of the church or outside the church, uh, especially those, um, you know, that have been hurt in some way by the church. And it's just such a you know, important, uh, but very specific mission, but I think it really speaks to a lot of people. And, um, you know, I, I think if anybody ever feels 
alienated by the, you know, by the church in some way, go listen to this interview because I think just when you listen to them, um, you'll, you'll get to just realize that, that they're really here for you and, um, they're really here to listen and, um, and just have solidarity with everybody. And, um, they're just beautiful. I mean, they have such a wonderful heart for this and, um, we're excited that, you know, they're, they're starting up right here and also interesting and fun to kind of learn about the process. They're, they're learning about, you know, just starting a religious community is very complicated. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of technical things and it's just, it's very interesting to kind of listen in as they're doing this, um, you know, from the ground up and, and all those different pieces. I got a letter from them yesterday. Handwritten oh, very nice. letter from them yesterday. What it just touched me. I mean, you know, do you get a handwritten letter these days? Right. <laughs> but here it was, handwritten. I told Brenda the pr- the print was really, really small. <laughs> sisters of a little way, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was not. No. It was not. And no, if you but that was so that, touching. And mm. if you heard that interview on Mater Day Radio on the morning blend, please listen to it again yeah, because right. the podcast right. was much longer than yes. what we were able <laughs> to get on the air, and so I had to cut it down. We had to cut it for a time, but we have put the entirety of that interview up as a podcast so Mm -hmm. that's what you're going to have access to on today's email and then just sarah with a minute left those beautiful marion calendars pat and i both have ours on our refrigerator (laughs) they are available yeah so make sure that you've checked your mail because we sent that out a couple weeks ago to our listeners just the end of the year greeting and thank you and a wonderful calendar of all the marion feast days if you didn't get it uh, you can go to our website right on the home page where you can download your own copy or you can request one from us as well we sent out a stack yesterday it was very probably at least two inches thick. oh so awesome we, people want them good <laughs> and they're beautiful you got to get mm-hmm. one so check it out materdayradio.com get your own marion calendar if you already have one get more <laughs> all right sarah well thank you so much on this wet yes. and dark tuesday morning <laughs> it's always great to have you on the morning show with us thank you Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Father Matt Libra from St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon in praying the St. Andrew Christmas Novena. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail, and blessed be the hour and moment in which the Son of God was born of the most pure Virgin Mary at midnight in Bethlehem in the piercing cold. In that hour, vouchsafe, I beseech thee, O my God, to hear my prayer and grant my desires through the merits of our Savior Jesus Christ and of his blessed Mother. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This novena is traditionally prayed 15 times a day, starting on St. Andrew's Feast Day, November 30th, until Christmas Eve. For more information and to find more of your favorite Catholic prayers, please download the free Hail Mary Media app onto your smartphone. 
Support from Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 854 at Mater Day Radio. The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. Last check of weather. Rain with a high near 57. 100% chance of rain for this afternoon and tonight. 90% tomorrow. Windy too. Winds gusting up to 30 miles an hour. The new precipitation amounts an inch to two inches today. Another inch tonight and another another inch tomorrow right now 56 in rip city and closing out our show today here is scott mulvahill and joy we are the morning blend right here at mater day radio i just want to bring a little joy make a happy noise i can't hold the weight of the world but i can carry a tune to rejoice in the rain smile in the face of pain Oh, life's no easy game, but I choose to bring a little joy. The system's hardly working, and for some it's getting worse. They'll tell you what you don't deserve with lines that they've rehearsed. Brothers, we are patient, and in the rocky ground we work. is a verse I just want to bring a little joy make a happy noise I can't hold the weight of the world but I can carry a tune to rejoice in the rain smile in the face of pain oh life's no easy game but I choose to bring a little joy Oh, 
Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Need a little joy. That is Scott Mulvihill. Jesus, our yearning. J-O-Y, joy. I love it. Oh, Brenda, what fun. I'm headed out to the grotto. Are you? Yeah, I'm going to stand under that big Christmas tree and try to stay dry. Uh, do, I wonder, are the lights on during the day? They don't, yes. They yes. are during I the mean, day. I, the last time I've been out there, they've been on. Yeah, not the, not the full displays, but yeah, they have the lights on. Okay. Not quite the same as if you go there at <laughs> no, night. No. no. And they'll be reflecting off the puddles, too. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So there'll be like four million lights, huh? <laughs> there you go. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. It is Tuesday. That means a Voice of the Shepherd coming Ooh. on this evening with our Archbishop Alexander Sample. We hope you have a very blessed day. Stay dry.